Locked On Syracuse is back, and we have a basketball recruiting episode for you. We haven't talked about it in quite a long time. Thought we'd give you an update. And another update, Brad Klein taking the day off. Owen Valentine is in. I'll explain that right after the break. It's Locked On Syracuse. It's right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte and Owen Valentine with you here on Locked On Syracuse. Thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you didn't see the news, Brad Klein has taken a job at Western Kentucky University. That means that in August, at some point, Brad Klein will cease to be a host of Locked On Syracuse. What did this mean for me is I went and I traveled the land for who could be the greatest lockdown Syracuse host possible in the absence of Brad Klein. Owen Valentine is here, and today is his first episode. Brad will be back. This is not the last of Brad, but Owen is here for his first episode. Are you pumped, Owen? It's a call to the bullpen today. I'm fired up. I'm ready. I'm you know coming into wild thing right now. I'm ready to go. You called me to replace Brad today, maybe for the future in a little bit, but for today, a one-time thing as of now, having some fun. Stoked to be here. Well, I'm very happy to have you here, and I hope the audience is as well. We're talking Syracuse basketball recruiting, something that we haven't in a little while. It's been conference realignment has really been the entirety of uh, what's taken up every topic here, there, and everywhere. So we talked about it yesterday. We talked about it the day before that. We talked about it the day before that. And as you see, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties as Owen flies out of the room, but he'll be back in just a second. And here he is. Uh, But It's time to talk Syracuse basketball recruiting. Give a little update on what the 2023 class holds for SU. As we all know, the 2022 class has been hyped up to be the greatest thing on God's green earth. And uh, I don't know if you believe that. I don't even know if I believe that or if the audience believes that. But it is what Jim Beheim is feeding everybody in the media, or at least it's what he said at Syracuse Basketball Media Day uh, this past season. The 2023 class right now, of course, nobody's committed, but there have been names uh, that we've all heard. Uh, some news is that Matas Buzelis, a guy that I think a lot of people had their eyes on, he's gone professional. The five-star said he's not going the college route. Uh, that's something to keep your eye on. Syracuse has, of course, gotten spurned by that Darius Baisley style, uh, one of the most famous uh, cases of that, probably the most famous, committed to Syracuse. I was excited about him. I was in the weight room. I'll never forget it when I got the Bleacher Report notification on my phone that he had decommitted. I was heartbroken. Uh, but Matas Buzelis, he doesn't break anybody's hearts. He just goes the professional route here. Uh, something I will say that I'm pretty excited about is that Syracuse is getting a lot closer to J.P. Estrella, a center, 6'11", 210 pounds, he goes to Brewster Academy. Of course, Syracuse has the connections there. Buddy Beheim being the probably most prominent uh, and the most recent one. That's pretty exciting and a big man, too. I mean, 6'10", looks... And there he goes, just like that. He didn't want to be here. Uh, that's what they all say. Uh, he'll be back in just a second, hopefully. And there he is. We're back. I'm sorry. 
Apparently, my Wi-Fi is not working in this one spot, so maybe we'll move in a second. We got to hammer out in the early episodes. That's fine. Yeah, we'll get it working. But for now, J.P. Estrella, I mean, I like him a lot. And Syracuse, fortunately, was early to the game with him. So that really, really helps you in terms of being that consistent presence. The, you know, the pitch that, hey, we liked you before you were mainstream. We were the people that were, I don't know, into Crocs before they had this big boost right now and everyone's wearing them. Like the early boost of Crocs, that was Syracuse with J.P. Estrella. They really got there early, and I think that can go a long way. And it shows as, you know, he starts to narrow down and Syracuse still makes that cut. And as you see, you know, you watch your 24-7 colors. Syracuse is still warm right now. So that's good to see with a guy like him. And it's nice to see Syracuse, you know, pull a little bit of weight with the center where we've known so well they have not had the greatest luck in the last, you know, half decade, a decade or so in that position and recruiting there. Yeah. The one thing I will say that worries me is that Syracuse – is pretty much neck and neck according to 24 seven with one other team on this guy. And that of course is the Duke blue devils. And when it's the Duke blue devils up against Syracuse, rarely am I confident whether it's on the basketball court or on the recruiting trail, it just does not strike confident into my or confidence into my heart. Uh, what it does say is that the kid's probably pretty good. If coach K wants him, or excuse me, John Shire wants him. Um, Although what I will say also is that you just all you have to look at is last season and you'll see that Duke can pretty much muscle anybody out of the way. Same exact thing happened with Kyle Filipowski, another big guy uh, who was supposed to come to Syracuse. I mean, not supposed to necessarily, but he was rumored to. A lot of people wanted him. I would have loved to see him in orange. He showed interest, but at the end of the day, John Shire's Blue Devils uh, were more interesting to him. Then Jim Beheim, maybe's orange. So Estrella obviously hasn't made a decision, but at this point, like Syracuse has to show that they can beat the big dogs. Because what else is recruiting right now for SU? You've been so down. You haven't been what you were in the early 2010s and beyond. For the past 10, uh, maybe seven years or so, they have just been a really mediocre recruiting school. You haven't had the best classes, the best rosters top to bottom. If you can now show, because they're definitely on the up and up with this class coming in six really talented kids. Of course, Judah Mintz at the top of that. You now have to show the next step in this process is that you can beat the big dogs. And once again, show that you are one of the best teams in terms of recruiting, which is what Syracuse used to be. Definitely. And I like where you sort of went with that. And you can definitely build if you're Syracuse off of this 2022 class with this many names and seeing so many guys come together. Hey, we want to play together at Syracuse. We want to go to Syracuse and start to get that initial boost again in recruiting that you haven't really seen since the pre Bayheim punishment scholarship removal to bring these guys in. And with so many guys, yes, it's led by Judah Mintz and no one else is in that top 100. But you've got so many guys right on the fringe that couldn't break out. And you see Syracuse pull these guys in that are able to break out and have you know better seasons and better college careers than many anticipated. So with a group like this, I think you can start to build. And I think that's where this class of 23 comes in handy. Unfortunately, I, I think there's only one available scholarship for this class. So where you've got six guys coming in this year, you're not going to have that massive class. You've got to be a little bit picky, but at the same time, not to the point where you're missing out on players. And Bones, I think you probably said the first of 100 Freudian slips there, calling it Coach K's Duke. 
uh, for the rest <laughs> of the season. I think everyone's going to do that. But with a guy like Estrella, you look at, you know, Syracuse versus Duke in this recruiting battle, and they have lost in recent years. But with one thing, and, you know, I, I don't want to cross him off a list because he's on this list right now. But I always have this in the back of my mind now, especially the way the transfer portal sort of gone chaotic, is you can sort of be, and no one wants this, but you can sort of be the friend-zoned best friend where they go off, they get into a nasty relationship, and then when things don't work out at Duke or with the boy or the girl or whatever, you're right there, still the best friend. You had that great time recruiting. You're the fallback you there. Fine. And you can call right back on the phone with Coach Beheim, Coach McNamara, Coach Autry, whoever you've been talking with, and you can just spark that relationship right back. Right back up is what he was going to say. Uh, all right, let me tell you something uh, about rockauto.com. Parts, auto body parts episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models now impossible. For your local auto part to stock all the parts you need, why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? I don't even know what that means. And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Uh, and on to the NFL. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most, most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right. We're back here talking Syracuse basketball recruiting. That, of course, in the class of 2023 now. And we talked about. Uh, J.P. Estrella, a center at a Brewster Academy out of Portland, Maine, is where he's from. What can he add to the class? Is he the only player that Syracuse is going to nab? That's a that's an interesting conversation to have, have because just a year ago, Syracuse brought in just one player. That was Benny Williams, and now they have this massive class. You're right. I mean, they're on this track of six players to one player, a bunch of players to nobody. Uh, that's kind of classic. But We've also seen plenty of guys come into Syracuse, especially Benny Williams, uh, and maybe not have the most success. Uh, And he was a guy that everybody expected to have success. Benny was, I believe, 32nd on Paul Biancardi's ESPN Top 100 when he came in, uh, and he just didn't really have it. So you've got to wonder, after that especially, what is in a, a recruit. And of course, forwards and centers are going to progress and develop a lot slower than a guard, probably. You're kind of looking at forwards and centers, unless you're the very top echelon, cream of the crop. A lot of them are going to be projects. Not everybody who's in the top 100 is going to be fantastic from day one, from the jump. Uh, but if you're top 32, if you're nearly a five-star prospect like Benny Williams was, you're kind of expected to be somewhat of that, right? Yeah. And I think Syracuse has sort of been on the wrong end of a lot of coin flips. And I'm sure there are people who say, well, maybe that's because you're just 
getting the wrong guys. But when you look here, there have been a handful of times when you're Syracuse that you've gotten the guy that is supposed to be the answer and it just hasn't paid off or that guy that's supposed to come in and be a really, really big contributor and it doesn't pay off. You look at, I don't even know how long we want to go back. A guy like Dewan Coleman who comes in is like, I think he's a top 10 recruit of all time for Syracuse. Yeah, and he day gets one here was great, and dude. His knees Until just he don't was work. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. He was supposed to be fantastic. He's got one of the best like mixtapes of all time. Like that guy in that hoops mixtape at just killing everybody uh, in Jamesville Dewitt's conference. He was he looked insane. Uh, and then he got to Syracuse and he was one of the biggest busts of all time. So a little bit painful there. But you're right. Yeah, and then even lower. I mean, a guy. You know, like Matt Moyer. Matt Moyer was, you know, the number one player in Ohio or a top player in Ohio, supposed to be the guy that can come in and be that contributor. And outside of one game at Madison Square Garden, was not a relevant basketball player. So Syracuse has sort of been in that mix. I always talk about it. They've had a couple of chances, you know, some guys much bigger names than others in terms of, you know, stars and numbers and rankings. And they've just been on the wrong side of that flip. So what helps, you know, not lose coin flips is if you've got six coins to flip, uh, which you have in class of 2022, as you were saying, it gets a little bit harder with a guy like Benny Williams or whoever they bring in in this class of 23, where there's only one name to work out on. I think there's still a lot of upside for Benny, so I don't want to put him in the, the bad category right now uh, by any means. But when you look at 23, it's it's tough to find, you know, one player, right? You're spinning the roulette wheel or rolling the dice one singular time, it's hard to pick that number every single time uh, in Syracuse. If we're talking odds and we're talking frequencies, Syracuse might be due for one of those coin flips to really work out on their favor. Totally. Uh, and I think when you're talking recruiting, we're actually, we're looking at Syracuse's program in a higher light than I think we have for so long. Right. I mean, this is a team that struggled and kind of lucked its way into the tournament a couple of times uh, and used, used their opportunities wisely. A couple of Sweet 16s, a Final Four back in 2016. But still, back in those days, couldn't then parlay that into fantastic recruiting classes. Only now are we kind of seeing that pay off. Uh, and, you know, we've yet to see whether or not it's going to pay off. I think a lot of people are taking Bayheim's word, and me especially, or me, Included, I, I think I'm definitely listening to what Beheim is saying. When, when you have a Hall of Fame coach, the greatest coach Syracuse is ever going to have is saying that this is the greatest recruiting class he's ever had. I mean, this is a guy who coached Jerry McNamara and Carmelo Anthony in the same freshman class. Derek Coleman, Ronnie Sykley, Sherman Douglas, Pearl Washington. He's had a lot of great freshman classes. And he's saying this upcoming one is better than all of them? You got to kind of take that at its word. So... I think I'm excited for it. I think everybody's excited for it. But at the end of the day, we won't really know how good it is until those guys step onto the floor and start to have the pressure of, all right, now it's on you to win these games. Coach Beheim just had his worst season ever unequivocally, uh, and now it's on you to try and bounce back. Yeah, I think you you really nailed it there. It's It's a little bit of, you know, after the last four or five years in terms of, regular seasons in terms of recruiting you're looking for that little bit of i don't know what he was going to say but i know he will be back again we apologize for the technical difficulties uh but he's back we're back this is hope 
right? When Jim is promoting it like this, this is sort of that hope you've been looking for. I know you can get negative after some regular seasons like this. And as you were saying, the worst regular season in Bayheim history, right? When you look at that, it's tough. It's been a tough couple of years as a Syracuse fan. You want something to latch on to. You want that little ounce of hope. I don't necessarily think Syracuse football is that hope right now. So you're looking to what's there. It's that recruiting class. You've got six names coming in and you've sort of got that stringing together that Benny Williams is like, Hey coach, I got this guy and that guy, Justin Taylor. Right. And then, Hey, Justin Taylor's like, Hey, I got this guy. And you were able to just piece this together. And then all of a sudden, bang, Judah Mintz is here and he's going to come to Syracuse. And now you've got one hell of a class in the works over here coming in in the class of 22 so you're starting to see that it is that hope that you've sort of been looking for to grasp in the last, you know, definitely two, three years with Syracuse uh, basketball and football. And now it's sort of here. So you want to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to buy in for now. I will let coach say that this is the best recruiting class he's ever had. And I want to believe it until I don't believe it or I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh I'm going to share an anecdote about Judamins that I have never before right after this break. Uh, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball, except the NHL playoffs are already over. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, so I was lucky enough to be on the floor for the Duke game this past season in the dome. Um, I got to see Duke a few times, uh, this past year, Paolo Bencaro, Mark Williams, Trevor Keels, uh, Wendell Moore, those guys were, they were all NBA athletes, AJ Griffin. I mean, it was just those kinds of games were so brutal for Syracuse, but they always, of course, drew the big crowds, especially when they were at SU. Uh, and that game in February was awesome to see everybody. I, I kind of describe it to people. I got to be there. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life until the tip-off happened. Uh, it was so cool to see everybody. I mean, everybody hyped up, the dome packed, and I kind of had a sideline seat. It was fantastic. Uh, and I'll never forget, I looked to my left at one point, and I saw Justin Taylor and Chris Bunch just kind of taking in the whole scene. And right behind them, by himself, just with the biggest smile on his face, with his iPhone up in the air, taking a video of the whole thing, was Judah Mintz. And in this moment, and that at that time, Judah Mintz was not supposed to go to Syracuse. He was somebody Syracuse was looking at, but he was not really a huge target like he wasn't somebody I thought was going to SU until that moment where I saw him and I was like I can almost guarantee he'll be here next year if I had said that in the moment I think a lot of people would call me a crazy idiot but I saw that he looked like that was the only place he'd ever wanted to be uh and I thought that guy's gotta be playing here next year I mean he just absolutely has to be Bunch and Taylor are in his ear. They're all traveling together. And then, obviously, they watch Syracuse get absolutely cremated 
uh, by the Duke Blue Devils right after that. But still, uh, it, it was just a cool thing to see him just kind of take that whole thing in. 30,000 plus fans, the student section going bananas. That was just cool to see. I think we, we lose track of how powerful that is to a recruit. Regardless of win loss, you know, it's crazy when you get the upset there and now everyone's going nuts and that's the the memory that adds to the memory already. But going to that game, that sold out crowd, whatever you want to say, whether it's sold out or not, whether they can sit a few more or not, who cares? That 30 to 35,000 crowd that shows up to big games, when you're a recruit and you're not familiar maybe with the Dome too much or you haven't come to a big Syracuse game in the Dome, which a lot of these guys have not because – Quite frankly, right? Why why are you coming up here just for a random game? It's not something that you're you're gonna do all too often. So to have that first carrier dome experience be walking in and you know, gradually it starts to pack and pack and pack because you're there on your trip or your recruiting visit pretty early and you just get to see that crowd build and the first tier fills up and then the second and you start to see, oh my, the top, the third, the three hundreds are really, really starting to fill. It's an experience, and win or lose, as you said, Syracuse got cremated in that game, but it didn't matter because it was that atmosphere, and it was, wow, this could be what college basketball is like, and it goes a long way regardless of how well the team is doing and how well they're playing in that specific game because seeing the crowd come together for one of the most unique aspects of college basketball, if not the most unique aspect of college basketball in Syracuse, it still has that power even if we want to write it off a little bit. Yeah, um, and I think a lot of the people like to give Syracuse flack uh, in terms of, you know, if Kentucky had 60,000 seats or 50,000 seats, they'd have 30,000 people going to the games too, whatever. Maybe, but they don't. <laughs> and Syracuse does, and that, that's the end of it. So knock them all you want. It is one of the coolest atmospheres and experiences you can have to be playing basketball in a football stadium and having 36,000 people screaming half of a a couple of them can't even see the the court because they're way beyond the pulled out stands um so that worked on judah mints i hope it could possibly work on jp estrella as well uh but that's all the time we've got thank you for making lockdown syracuse your first listen every day get more on the acc by making lockdown acc your second listen every day host candace cooper and the local experts of locked on take you across the acc in 30 minutes make locked on acc your second listen that is locked on acc i'll be back tomorrow probably with brad klein but owen thought this was a wonderful first episode thank you for being here of course thank you for having me i'll see you in maybe a month or so yes well brad and i'll see you again uh this week we might have an interview for you this week so keep your eyes peeled uh also please email us at losyracuse44 at gmail.com we'd love to hear any questions you have concerns suggestions we want it all so throw it there we'll see you next time